Hey super friends, my name is Neil and welcome to this very special edition of the Get Your Comic Con podcast. This episode I am sitting down with three very good friends of mine that I have made through doing this wonderful job. Uh, you will have heard them on this podcast many times before as we have talked about comic books that they have published in the past including Snow the Dawn, Eventide and The Red Wave. Today we are here to discuss their latest work, which is a collection of some of their previously published and some new work called The Lone Tales, which is coming soon to Kickstarter. So please sit back and enjoy my latest interview with Nick, Harry and Luke. It's been a while since I think we had all four of us sat round the table to discuss one of your many projects. So... Why are we back here this time, guys? What are we talking about? What are we releasing? Um, so we are finally finishing Odyssey, which the first part came out in 2019. Um, but we're doing it in a... Yeah, mind-blowing. Uh, we're doing it uh, as part of a graphic novel called Lone Tales. Um, and it is the two chapters of Odyssey and the two chapters of Whistleblower, which was the other series that released pretty much the same time as Odyssey as well. So um, it sort of just seemed like a good time to put both of them together into one book, which is like 124 pages of content. Awesomeness. It's 124 pages of awesomeness is what you need to say, I think. I can't believe that's the tagline. <laughs> I can't believe it's been four years. So I t- I just looked up my review of Odyssey to see exactly when it was, and I published it on the first of November, twenty nineteen, which I find baffling. So, oh. which immediately kind of made me want to ask the question of why the wait for chapter two. Um, kind of a multitude of things. So, COVID. I mean, there was a pandemic, obviously. Yeah, yeah, COVID. Yeah, that, and... that small thing happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think we couldn't. We didn't want to release it as because Whistleblower started on Tapas. And so it was like a page a week. And we kind of stuck with that formula through the pandemic, like because Whistleblower was done. But for Odyssey, we didn't want, like, we weren't doing it as a digital release. Um, we did it during the pandemic. Eventually, we just put it out. But the second part, we always said we wanted to do when we could release it in print as well. Mm, yeah. Um, and they just sort of never came a good time to get it printed and put out and then harry and i went off and did the red wave um because we sort of just saw a opportunity of time to be able to do that mammoth book um and then i think probably like last summer when we were finishing the red wave we sort of said oh odyssey the pencils and inks are done so harry just needed to color it and we were kind of like it seems silly if we don't Put it out somehow um in some way and that's kind of when load tales sort of just came together was we were just kind of like well maybe it just makes sense to whistleblower 2 never had a print release and odyssey 2's never had a print release so let's put them together um we, we also had an issue because of the pandemic as well like us three usually would meet up at least once or twice a year i used to run comic conventions in norway and that was always something that we would aim to get something out for as a release yeah. to kind of push uh more but because of the pandemic um that that didn't happen for two years and then obviously then everyone has to start getting back on track so obviously nick and harry started working on red wave as well which was uh we went through kickstarter so i think if we'd had something physical to actually like meet in person and push um then it probably may have happened a bit sooner as well so it's just 
it's just the way things worked out, I guess. So, but we're here now doing it. So, yeah, that's so I, I think it's good as well to put them together as well because we they wanted to be out physically and we wanted to finish both both stories in print uh, together as well. So it's it's a sensible move if we uh, we have a successful Kickstarter, then hooray! Yeah, yeah, it was indeed. all worth it. There's nothing better than having the physical copy at the end of it as well to be able to say, you know, this is the thing that we achieved with it. This is, you know, this is the piece of art that we created and here it is out in the world ready to go. Okay, yep. so let's stick with Odyssey for a minute. For anybody that's not familiar or hasn't read chapter one, give me a little overview of Odyssey. Do it, Nick. You're the man at this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay. No pressure. So, oh, um, because I've written the tagline for this about 90 million times in the last six weeks um so set... by heart now <laughs> i won't <laughs> there's no way because <laughs> i've changed it too many times i'm going to give you like all the 20 different versions um so it's set in 2154 in the snow universe which for anybody who doesn't know what the snow universe is uh harry and i started a comic series called snow the dawn um which is set in a world where climate change and global warming happened like the effects of it happened much earlier than anybody thought Ironically, I didn't realize this until the other day. I'd said that all of the effects happened in 2020. So I was slightly wrong that, you know, it wasn't global warming end of the earth, but it was a pandemic. Um, You're close. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a set for the world is that Snow Universe is set in a version of London, which is sort of fractured and figuring itself out post um, flooding and torrential rain and heat and all the grim effects of global warming um so then that kind of main series is set in 2079 um and for odyssey we used it as a way to um essentially create a bookend for the snow universe so um it is the last point in the world that we'll probably ever visit and it is a way to kind of say this is where everything goes ultimately um which is in the year 2154 and it's following a family who are fighting to uh, escape Earth because of infected hordes. Um, and they're trying to get to a ship called the Odyssey, which is their last saviour. So that's... Right. I'm, I'm going back in, the, in my memory now. Do I, am I right in thinking it basically ended with them almost reaching the Odyssey? Uh, kind of. They got... Yeah, they basically um, saw another ship called the Atlas. Yeah, so this is a spoiler in case anybody's not. Sorry, yeah, we've just gone straight to spoiler territory. It's fine. Uh, I love spoilers. That's what that's yeah. what our podcast is all about. Spoilers <laughs> straight out of the bat. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is a ship called the Atlas, um, which for the first chapter sort of runs parallel to this story of the family trying to get off Earth, um, and where we. Uh, kind of ended our characters in chapter one it was uh they'd made a plan of how to get to the odyssey whether that plan is a good idea we'll see will we find out in chapter two yes yes yeah. pretty much straight away <laughs> it all maybe goes wrong maybe let's not get or too far just... into spoiler territory but what what would you like to tease about chapter two uh oh that's a good question um <laughs> Ooh. There's a lot more. I mean, there's a lot more action in chapter two. Yeah, yeah. It's, a lot of dark. It's, 
a lot Ooh, darker yeah interesting so it, it picks up i mean i think if you're reading this as a complete thing which is what we're hoping to do then you're kind of there are elements that it's like hectic there's like a, a bit in, in chapter one where it's there's this rooftop uh scene and it's like uh very fast paced and then it kind of brings it back down again so there's a lot of slower parts in chapter one and then chapter two like picks up the pace and i think if you read it as a complete thing it's kind of like holy i don't know if i'm allowed to swear holy hell like this is holy shit uh it's uh it's really kicking off now yeah it yeah it's definitely the second half it, the pace never really lets up i don't think um the first half i feel like there are a lot of um you probably get more interactions between the characters in terms of uh who they are and where they've come from but for the second half it's very much they're up against the clock literally there is a clock throughout odyssey that counts towards midnight because what other time is it going to be um and yeah it the second half is basically just run for it go go and yeah. awesome. so you just said that it was slightly darker which i'm very intrigued by so i'm gonna throw to you harry and say does does that alter any of the visual style in chapter two compared to chapter one is it well, a um darker? yeah so it's, it's sorry what were you gonna ask and i'll answer that i was gonna say is it so is it darker visually overall or is it is it does that how how does the darker tone impact on how the the second chapter looks so the first chapter, I basically all of this was drawn a long time ago. So I, I, I inked everything way back when. Um, we added a couple of additional pages. But that was only a couple of months after I'd, I'd uh, finished the bulk of everything. So I hadn't actually done anything with the pages for a long time. So when I've gone back to them, I'm basically colouring them post uh, doing the red waves is a, it's a bit of a different I think I'm more hmm. familiar with the digital coloring side of things so that I, if I'm I might be wrong but Odyssey was the first thing I colored digitally right Nick? yeah it was because yeah. you you yeah. were practicing it when you were here okay yes there you go so I've done a bit of work in between since then so I think it's more refined but as far as being darker the first episode first issue is um sort of uh, moving into the evening. So it's, it starts at like sunset and it turns to nightfall. And at the end of the comic, it's, at the end of the first half, it's basically, uh, it's, all, it's all fire and explosions, but it's night setting in. So the second half visually is a lot darker because it's all at night. Um, but I think the tone is a little darker, wouldn't you say, Nick, for like narrative wise? So like yeah. it's impact uh, in that like obviously i've had to draw darker things mm. but like yeah it's, it's a much like more it's much moodier compared to the first half like for sure and there's a lot of rain um yeah it's quite it's quite it's not a miserable read but that it's very <laughs> like the first half's quite sci-fi it's a lot it's quite punchy and there's um you're getting a lot of the stuff with the soldiers and the tents there's a lot of like green and red light and yeah stuff like there the second half is Equally sci-fi, but more. Oh, I don't. I, you know how Blade Runner's miserable. <laughs> it's, so it's it's got like a the, the color palette is very drab comparably, but um, for the most part at least. So it's it's got like a a Zack Snyder 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we should well. promote it as a, a miserable sci-fi. Yeah, I think as well, like narratively, because um, for anybody who might not have heard of Odyssey before this, so Luke and I, the way we wrote it was that we basically wrote four pages each um, and tied that all together into a narrative. Just to kind of, like you're saying, the comic is eight pages in total. Yeah, it is. That's it. What, what they... Really punchy. It's like the punchiest yeah. thing you've ever read. <laughs> it's a uh, miserable sci-fi. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so because uh, we divvied up the way that we were writing it, uh, the, the first chapter, it's sort of... Um, our split was a little bit easier in terms of Luke was sort of following the family. I was sort of following the events of the atlas um and then when we go into the the second chapter um luke and i kind of just tackle what their kind of stakes are i think that's probably why it becomes more dreary is that it's kind of peril for the, the family um in the you know at the end of the first chapter they're sort of like we've got this plan and what comes next is not ideal there's a tagline not ideal there's so many good taglines now guys it's worth doing this just to get the taglines yeah on it (laughs) okay and then so you've teamed it up with whistleblower which from again from my memory was somewhat of an experimentation with the with what you guys were doing and sort of passing on and letting other writers get involved with that side of the universe so do you want to talk a bit about that and why you decided to include that other than obviously wanting to get it out in print. Yeah, I think um, when we were working on Odyssey, um, because we did this book um, back in 2017, which is called The Eventide, and it was sort of just expanding the snow universe. It was the first time we sort of kind of gave the reins to other artists or whatever to kind of see what this world would look like through through other people's eyes. And I think for Whistleblower... um, we had this character in Snow um, issue three that Harry and I really liked. Um, this character called Banks, and uh, we were sort of throwing around ideas of like what we could do with him. Um, but in our kind of main Snow the Dawn narrative, there kind of wasn't the space to do it properly. Um, and so I was talking to a friend of mine um, who's the writer of Whistleblower, uh, Will Gillingham. Um, and sort of said, look, we've got these, there's this character in particular, Banks, that we'd like to explore a little bit with. And there's also this other character that will play a bigger role in Snow down the road. Um, and I said, you, you know, if you ever want to write anything in that vein, please let me know. And he came back and sort of told me what he wanted to do. And it sounded really cool. And it was just kind of like a, it was like a thriller, which I think Harry and I hadn't really... I don't think we've done really Mm. proper thriller stuff. Um, And it's kind of like a... I don't know how to describe it. Will described it as Minority Report or the Adjustment Bureau, which I think is probably the best kind of comparison in that it's... um, Yeah, it's it's quite a complex story, which I quite like. Um, And the art for it, we brought in um, Stuart McGarry, who uh, works with us on the Eventide as well. And his art just perfectly matched Will's story. It was one of those weird kind of, you just 
put two people together and you're like, oh, that was exactly what the book should be. Um, And so, yeah, so the reason to kind of include it was just that um, because this story takes place in 2079 uh, and ours is in 2154, it was kind of a nice way to say, like, this is kind of the present part of the universe, which is, you know, where Snow the Dawn takes place and where a lot of the eventide takes place. But then 2154 is like, that's where it's all kind of going. Um, so it was nice to kind of tie them together. And there's a couple of little references in Odyssey that link to Whistleblower as well, um, very subtly. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, don't look because they're, they're real subtle. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> don't think, don't start making plot lines up and join. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that interesting. <laughs> That's where my brain was going. I'm thinking I'm going to have to read this really carefully again. Oh, no. I mean, actually, do do look at <laughs> real hard. <laughs> Buy several copies so you can. Yeah. Just... And maybe like try turning them upside down and yeah, put yeah. them behind glass and UV if, light. If you, you buy more than one copy. If you buy several copies, then you could also create one of those like detective boards on your wall. Exactly what I was about to say. It's going to end yeah. up on the wall with little bits of yeah. like red string. Yeah. 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 Do it. If you buy every copy available, <laughs> what happens is they all tile. This is a big spoiler. They all tile alongside next to each other. It's like 5,000 by 5,000, and it makes one big image. And it's we won't one. tell you what that image is. It's like exactly. uh, it's like James Gunn's Easter egg in the Guardians of the Galaxy. So we'll never tell you what it is, but you just got to look. <laughs> yeah. You got to try. Well, I think that leads us on perfectly to the uh, to the Kickstarter. So, firstly, when is the campaign launching? Uh, it launches on the eleventh of May at seven PM UK time. And what are we offering for our uh, wonderful backers out there this time around? Uh, so there is a fair few things. Um, you can obviously get the digital copy, the physical copy. Um, you can get several physical copies, as we said, if you want to create a detective time board or figure out what the image is with 5,000 copies. Um, it's there. It's 5,000. Um, 5, 5, so <laughs> okay, so that's 250,000 copies. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, How much yeah, is that so... one? I might bid on that one. <laughs> you just got to buy some yeah, just singles <laughs> there's no tips um so yes yeah, so you can do that and then we've got two book plates um so because our cover is kind of designed to look a little bit kind of like a grindhouse sci-fi front cover poster thing um we did two separate images so one represents obviously and one represents whistleblower um and we tweaked the design a little bit for the cover but part of it was just that the, the one that we had originally we really liked as like a book plate, like it looks perfect as this this book plate. So um, yes, yeah, so there's two book plates uh, on offer. There's retailer incentives. There is a tier called the Headshot, um, where if you've seen any of our social media, you've probably seen our faces as zombies, um, and you can get your face as a zombie in a digital custom sketch. It's for profile pictures. It's for linkedin pictures if you want to really pull in your employers or christmas cards christmas cards dating profiles it's all there um so yeah um so you can get the headshot uh and i think that's it oh also for anybody who read the red wave um we're gonna do the red wave the director's cut 
Ooh. which is a monochrome version of the Red Wave issue one uh, with some back matter will be like concept art and nice throw in. um so that's an add-on so and it looks cool in black and white it's um I it add-on as well you forgot that one i forgot what the snow comics old snow comics. oh yeah oh my god has a how could i forget there is yeah there is a snow universe digital uh bundle which we've described as the smorgasbord of comic goodness um and you'll get basically everything that is in existence of the snow universe right now um so that's snow one to three the eventide it's the short story collection and you can get lone tales so you will pretty much have the entire library so this is. really is uh and this <clears throat> popped into my head earlier and i just couldn't shift it afterwards your greatest hits volume one uh, it is should have called it that shouldn't we yeah. should have called it that <laughs> what are you two what are you two playing at calling it lone tales who called greatest hits <laughs> Am I right in saying that that's you guys as well on that book plate? Because it certainly looks familiar. It is the Jeff Bus, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could we couldn't decide on a cover for Odyssey because if I if I'd done a cover for it, I'd have wanted to do something like um like Star Wars cover, you know, where they've got like the tiered backgrounds as like Darth Vader, but I didn't have enough like not that there's not enough big characters in it, but I don't have the time or anything else to be putting together some gigantic <laughs> cover. So we thought we wanted something punchy because it's restricted size. It's like a double panel cover. And um, we thought just maybe have some, uh, some infected clawing their way through the cover. And then we were like, Hey, why don't we just make it our faces? So it's the three of us as infected crawling through the front of the book, but then it also helped feed in as a, uh, as advertising for the for the headshots here because we're like his literal yeah. example of what you'll be getting so that's are you where... forgetting the bit where you told me whilst i was sitting next to my wife to send you a reference photo of my face <laughs> looking as disturbing as possible which i also well, think could be a tear where we throw those photos in just because <laughs> they're great if we just change the cover so it's just the original picture yeah, it's just yeah. the original yeah it's like a variant cover right so it's like uh, yeah, more yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> I do love the cover. I got the whole grindhouse kind of double bill vibe straight away. That was awesome. the first thing I thought when I saw it. Um, perfect. We do love that font as well. The font on Lone Tales is beautiful. Um, with the drop shadow. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Sorry, I I didn't know really who to credit to be honest because it is it's not I've not created that font. <laughs> Take take the it's win, Harry. Take it. Yeah. Take good good job for creating that font. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just wrap it up by uh, reminding us when the Kickstarter goes live? Sure. So the uh, Kickstarter will go up on the 11th of May at 7 p.m. UK time. Uh, we'll have some early bid offers as well. So if you access it between the first day and the Sunday, I think we chose. Um, you can get a digital copy for five pounds, 124 pages for five pounds. We're mad. Um, rather than eight pounds. And you could get a physical copy for 10 pounds, which is also pretty mad. That's down from 15. So yeah. And with the physical, you get digital as well. Just like point out. if you're buying 250,000 copies, that's time <laughs> yeah. to do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you buy 250,000 copies of the physical, you've also got to pay for the digital. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to sit down and talk about whatever it is that you are working on. You are always welcome on however anybody is watching this, be it YouTube or listening to an episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you very much and best of luck with Lone Tales. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks again to the guys for sitting down with me. It's always a pleasure to help them promote the latest project that they've been working on. So I really hope that you go and check out the Kickstarter, back them and help them to make the Lone Tales become a reality. We'll be back soon with a brand new podcast and maybe, just maybe, I'll tell you about what happened when I went to see The Flash. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. Bye.